Hello and welcome back to Talking Dad UK, the podcast where we discuss all things dad. And in this episode, it's going to be one of our first episodes where we create smaller episodes within the podcast. I'm not interviewing anybody. This is based on the idea that we talked about in the previous episode where I've been starting to experiment with a little bit more blogging. And so I'm blogging about dad's topics, um, parenting topics, and these blogs, which aren't too long, will then become a podcast episode like this one. So today we're going to be talking about preparing for paternity leave. And then that also gives us options to create some more content for the YouTube channel. So whereas a blog, I can sit down, I can lay out some ideas, break it up into manageable sections, and that can go out on the website for anyone to find at any point. And then likewise, it can become a short podcast episode where it adds to the resource library, that idea of a a resource library for the podcast where anybody can come and pick it up at any point, really. And these ones might be a little bit shorter, a little bit more bullet pointed, maybe. And also people can access the the larger episodes where they can hear me talk to various different people about different topics and subjects and they can take away what they need from each episode. So like I say, this one preparing for paternity leave, it's it's going back to the, the beginning of the journey really for becoming a dad and approaching parenting life. It was interesting for me to sit sit down and and write about this for the blog. I did that in November last year just over a year after I'd actually been preparing for paternity leave for the second time. So it's a retrospect really and looking back of how to prepare for it, the things you should do, the things not to do and everybody's different so everyone will have um, slight differences in their own opinions. I just thought it's an interesting topic to cover and especially on the podcast because it can be a little bit of a longer version and we can expand on things. Whereas for YouTube this might be a little video that pops up which is five minutes long that's your top five top five things I think you should do to prepare for paternity leave that kind of thing that's the idea with how we're sort of moving forward with Talking Dad UK so we're covering all bases really so if you're a dad-to-be and you are preparing for paternity leave for the first time if you're not and you are already a dad and you've been through that process and you're just listening for the fun of it to see what I'm saying, then thanks for joining in. Um, but yeah, you'll be probably be looking ahead um, as, as your sort of due dates start to get closer. And you might be looking at whether you're going to take one or your two weeks off, um, whether you're taking that in, in block sections. If you're self-employed, you might only be thinking that you can have a couple of days off. But I think... In general, as dads, we, we, we're usually quite good at, at the planning side of things and thinking about this kind of stuff, um, especially when, when you're expecting your first, things are a little bit different, and I think you can, you can get heavily involved in the planning side, and you can have quite firm ideas of what life is going to be like, and sometimes it is that way, and sometimes you have to um, allow yourself a bit of a bit of adjustment because things don't always work out the way that they are planned in your head. So I think probably first up, and for me, number one um, in my experience is the sleepless nights. 
there's going to be many sleepless nights to come. You have to prepare for these in advance. And if I can give you any advice, really, having certainly my first child didn't sleep very well. My second looks like he might be following that sort of trend. Both both were breastfed babies, and we'll get onto that in a second. But yeah, we 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 had we had some looking back now, real interesting and experience of sleepless nights so you will experience that um, even if you have a really good baby that does sleep you're still going to experience the sleepless nights at some point or another so ways to deal with that possibly is maybe you're going to decide to take shifts one of you is taking the baby between 7 p.m to 1 a.m something like that and then the other one takes over until the morning you're going to need plenty of tea and coffee on hand you are going to now how we did it for the first one we would do the shift system and we would do it one upstairs and one downstairs. So the, the one that was upstairs was going to bed to get some sleep and the other one was staying down. We would try and create a kind of environment like it was bedtime that we would want it to be at night in the, in the bedroom. So lights off, very dim. Did tend to have the telly on, but only very low. And I think if I can remember rightly, I would generally put that on after they would, after he'd already gone to sleep. Um, Quite often it would be that he would fall asleep on one of us. I uh, know that's not always ideal. And that probably contributed to the fact that we had a lot of sleepless nights. But breastfed babies just love to be in contact with you. They love skin to skin. Um, they feel the most com- comfortable when they are basically attached to you, whether that's mum or dad. So in order to get them to have some sort of sleep and where you could actually get a little bit of rest, um, that's what we found worked for us. Whilst doing that, you're able to sort of line up everything you need. Where I would be sat, next to me would be a little table. I would have um, a bottle of water, maybe a cup of tea, depends on the time of night. I would have um, the remote controls for the TV. I'd have access to a blanket nearby if if things started getting cooler. Um, I'd have my phone handy um, when baby was asleep. Then... I could put the TV on, could watch a film, my favourite programme, whatever it was, I think, at the time. Um, mind you, this is 2016, but I actually watched the box set of The Wire, um, which had been out for a long time before that. So we did go through it. And I must say that on the on the, the first time around, I was in a different job. And part of the... Part of the reward system for remaining with the company over five years was that you got extra holidays or extra pay, I think, at the time. So I took a 50-50 and had extra holidays and I used them holidays to add on top of my paternity leave. So I did have about a month off with my first, which was looking back now, uh, it was a bonus and it was really nice. And obviously I could get through a lot of the wire by doing that as well. So then you're going to need all your other little things. If you're bottle feeding or whatever, you're going to need all your bottles and your formula set up, ready to go. So it's easy to reach dummies in reaching distance, uh, nappies, wipes, all that kind of stuff within reaching distance or in the room with you. Because if if you need to change a nappy in the night, um, your partner is not going to be best pleased if you've got to go upstairs, start rummaging through drawers to find a pack of wipes when they've just fallen asleep. And I would say on the making noise front, I think making noise is a good thing. Low level noise like white noise, white noise can help babies sleep and help them settle. If the house is silent all the time, 
the slightest noise or crack or bang or door opening closing can wake the baby up so if the baby's used to sleeping with a bit of noise in the background that's helpful planning ahead so you can plan ahead you can prep meals for the freezer um, batch cook on a sunday for example put a load of meals in the freezer so that if any of you are alone with the baby at any one time or uh, you haven't got the time to stand in the kitchen cooking you can get a meal out the freezer stick it in the microwave jobs are good and, and that's really helpful for the first maybe couple of months speak with your family and friends before baby arrives because everyone's going to want to come and visit and spend some some days with you and and things like that so immediately after and when you get home it, it's really going to be quite tiring for you to get used to dealing with the baby as well as all your family and friends turning up knocking at odd hours waking baby up from his nap and all that kind of stuff so you want to plan that ahead let people know in advance what your expectations are because you don't want to just expect that people will know that and then they might turn up and wake baby up after he's just gone to sleep so time together i think is is quite an important one i think while you're off on paternity leave together it's good to enjoy some time together um you might just put the baby in the pram take him for a walk around the block going for lunch or having a coffee out good good to get out with the baby and um it's good for you to spend time together if the baby does sleep well and you you're good with your routine and you manage to get them off in the crib you could sit down with your partner watch a film you watch a bit of the wire together or something like that or you might just want to take full advantage of the fact that baby's asleep so you should probably sleep that is one bit of advice that i think most people get and they don't necessarily always take it on board so it's a good one to listen to that one let's talk about safety so safety first as i wrote it in my blog and this one can absolutely become one of the easiest ways that dads can get involved. Hands-on, planning. So we're talking like baby gates, cupboard door locks, baby car seats, prams, how the pram works, put it up and down, how it fits into the car. Stocking up on medicine and stuff that you might need. Thermometers and all bits and bobs that babies generally need. Stocking up that medicine cabinet. Make sure you've got the right phone numbers. You know who who your health visitor or your midwife is and their contact details. Have a little read up on um, some baby CPR and that kind of stuff or postnatal depression. Little things like that, little extras that can give you a little bit of knowledge that you might never have thought you would, would need. We don't always sit and read baby books like um, dads in the past might have done. The internet is is a a handy thing that we can use to our advantage so we can look up most things whenever we need them but doing that little bit of extra prep could be a useful thing and that first year soon passes by and then you'll have a toddler on your hands and you'll be really glad that you put that baby gate up before they were toddling about <laughs> or you put the the cupboard locks on or moved everything that few more inches higher up in the house so that things can't be grabbed and pulled and most of these headings are coming from the actual blog that i wrote which you can find on the website talkingdaduk.com and also it will be in the show notes and shared over social media so supporting your partner there are many ways that you can help and support your partner after giving birth and they can vary how routine the birth was so if like in in our situation 
baby was breastfeeding, very much wanted my wife and was attached to her for a lot of the time. Um, it's your job just really to make sure that she's comfortable. They've got everything they need, refreshments, just keep them topped up. You can see to the house, keep the house tidy, make sure the washer's still going with all the baby clothes and uh, that kind of stuff. If you've got dogs, for example, take your dogs out for a walk in the morning or something like that. After baby's been fed, if, if mum's breastfeeding, that gives you an opportunity then when baby's content and happy to spend some bonding time together. You know, skin to skin and all that kind of stuff. Walking around with them, just taking them for a little bit. If you're formula feeding, then that's perfect opportunity for you to do all the feeding really, or at least do your fair share. Finding some me time, that's um, that's one that could, uh, could potentially be controversial with your partner, but <laughs> your paternity leave can disappear as fast as it starts really. Like I say, the first time around I had about a month off. Looking back, it was a really good amount of time to have off. I had two weeks off, I think, um, more recently. And um, it soon flies by. You're soon heading back in for that first day at work. Sleep deprived and all over the place because you just feel like you haven't slept for the past two weeks. Or I didn't anyway. So finding some time for yourself, whether that's meeting up with some friends, going out for a a brew, a coffee, you know, it might be a a Monday night when you meet the lads and have a game of football, if you can maybe fit one of them in, just to, just to go out and have some contact with some other adults. Um, and also, if your wife wants to do that as well, if you can fit that in while you're off, where you can be at home and have the baby, she can go out and see her friends, go for a coffee, something like that. That's also a good thing to try and fit in. Some important information, which we have d- discussed as part of one of the podcast episodes where we talked about postnatal depression in men. So it can affect around one in 10 men. So keeping contact with friends is really important and making the effort to have them kind of conversations with your wife or keep an eye out on your wife and speak to family and just be checking in sort of with other people and, and see how you're getting on and having that kind of contact with people can really help. Getting out and about and keeping some sort of routine that you used to have before your life was turned upside down by a baby arriving. I think the main the main part of it really is that you just need to enjoy the process. You need to learn to take it in your stride, learn as you go. Don't take it all too serious. You know, it's, it's a massive life change. And if you're listening to this podcast, you probably already know all this because you've been through it. But for the person that is an expectant dad... Or is a is a you know a new a new dad? You've got to just learn to go with the flow a little bit. Sometimes life doesn't always work the way you want it to, or the way you imagine it might go. And babies and family life is no different. It's uh, it's all it's all an adjustment, and you've got to get used to it. If you are worried about anything such as postnatal depression, then obviously you you contact your health visitor, midwife, GP. There is information online about that kind of stuff and and support contacts. Um, but your first port of call would be health visitor or GP. So that's the first of our short little episodes on the podcast. They do go hand in hand with the blog and hopefully will also be some content I can create for YouTube. Short videos, um, little top five lists, that kind of thing. That's kind of some of the extra stuff I want to do. Um, when I get in my sort of creative moods and I start thinking about what other stuff we can start doing, then sometimes time doesn't always allow that. That's just part of family life again, isn't it? 
All the information is in the show notes. But as I said, you can check us out on the website, talkingdaduk.com, social media at talkingdaduk. You can find us there. Come and have a chat. If you could, be kind enough to subscribe in your chosen podcast app and possibly leave us a review if you can spare 30 seconds. That would be really nice and help the podcast grow and reach more people. And if you are interested in supporting the podcast in other ways, we have got the Patreon page. That will be listed in the show notes. For the price of a coffee or buy me a pint, you can help keep the podcast running, offset some of the podcast costs, you know, help help me keep feeding my kids, that sort of thing. Keep Pay for the electric. I know we're all in a bit of a situation with that that side of things at the moment. But yeah, for as little as what it costs to buy me a coffee, you can help support the podcast. The idea behind it is that it keeps the podcast free for everybody. So there's that resource library going there for everybody who needs it, who wants it and needs to find it. And if you can back us up and keep that going, that would be much appreciated. So thanks for listening to this episode and I will see you on the next one. Cheers. <laughs>